cupcakes. Welcome to Water Damage with your host, Gil Mancha. This is my chronological discussion of the King of the Seven Seas, Aquaman. Disclaimer, I will be actively getting and collecting issues as we go, and I'm trying to only cover issues that I have a physical copy of or are in a collected edition. I'm going to try to stray away from digital because I love physical media, but the DC Universe Infinite app would be a great way to keep up with the podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button on Spotify or preferred platform to get episodes as soon as they drop. In today's episode, we'll be covering Adventure Comics 232, Aquaman Joins the Navy. Links will be in the podcast notes. The issue was released on January 1st, 1957. Let's take a look back at what else was happening that day in history. The best-selling single on this day was Singing the Blues by Guy Mitchell. The radio stations will go on to be dominated by Elvis Presley, Pat Boone, The Diamonds, and Guy Mitchell, to name a few. The US President was Dwight David Eisenhower, and the UK Prime Minister was Sir Anthony Eden. Most popular movies this year included Old Yeller, Raintree County, Island in the Sun, and A Farewell to Arms. Music-wise, I'm only familiar with Elvis. The only movie I'm remotely familiar with is Old Yeller, though I haven't read or seen it myself. That's a taste of what the world was like when Adventure Comics 232 was released. I'm reading this thanks to Aquaman, 80 Years of the King of the Seven Seas. As of recording, this issue is not available on the DC Universe Infinite app, so outside this 80 Years book, I'm not sure where else you can find it commercially available. Just like all the other issues we've covered here, Adventure Comics is an anthology of stories, and this one is the second of three stories. Right in the middle, ahead of Green Arrow, but of course, second to Superboy. Again, it's called Aquaman Joins the Navy. You don't get to see his costumed calf fin in this issue, so we don't get a chance to properly or improperly color it. According to the 80 Years book, the writer of this story is unknown. It was pencil and inked by Ramona Fratton, editors Mort Weisinger, and George Cashton. This cover adventure comics focuses on Superboy, so we'll focus on the first panel of the Aquaman story. The Aquaman name is back to being red, which again is the most common color. We're on a boat with a line of sailors standing. Aquaman's in front of them, saluting. And the officer is yelling at Aquaman, announcing that he'll make a good seaman of you if it's the last thing he'll ever do. Aquaman responds saying, yes, sir. It's funny because despite how it sounds like Aquaman's coming off, scared in this moment, the picture, he looks smug. As a clickbait, I think it'd work better if he was like mopping the deck or at least looked scared. The text mentions that the Navy is always on the lookout for new recruits, but they've never had a seaman quite like Aquaman. They'll never forget the events that unfold when Aquaman joins the Navy. Since this issue is not on the DC Universe Infinite app, I can't read you guys the About This Book section. After the break, we'll summarize the issue. Is Aquaman finished? Can you make it to the bathroom before we return with part two of the show? What it do guys, Majime here, and if you like board games, especially deck building games, you should check out at team underscore thunder on YouTube. There we have unboxings and games of Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, the DC deck building game, the Transformers deck building game, and many more. That's where you can find VODs of this and Dawn of Pod, where you can directly leave a comment and we can discuss the issues. The Superman-Aquaman Hour of Adventure, featuring Aquaman, King of the Seven Seas, and your favorite comic book 
comic book superheroes in their own adventure stories. It's 60 minutes of thrills and fun. Next on most of these stations. We start the issue with Aquaman patrolling the seas while riding Topo the octopus. He's riding the middle of its tentacles and the main body is like at the front. It's very odd seeing Aquaman riding an octopus. It's very odd. Aquaman sees three flares and recognizes it as Admiral Hanley's secret signal to him. When he gets there, it turns out there's not a problem, but Hanley wants to ask Aquaman to join the Navy as a seaman. Aquaman is shocked, but it's more so of a publicity stunt to drive in new recruits. After hearing that, Aquaman's all in. They already have credentials and a uniform for him, and he'll be on the USS Clay. So I guess Aquaman saying no was not even a possibility in his mind because he had everything ready to go. Later, we see Aquaman in blue sailor attire and Chief Petty Officer Freems talking. Freems remarks how odd it is for someone to join near the end of the journey. Freems assures him that despite being near the end of the journey, he'll have plenty for the new recruit to do. Outwardly, Aquaman says, yes, sir. But in his mind, he decides to keep his identity secret and to teach him a good lesson. Freem's first task for him is to join two other men in swabbing down the deck in one hour. One of the men remarked that they couldn't even do it in five. After Freem leaves, one man says they're in for it now. If they can't finish before time's up, they'll lose their shore leaf privileges. The undercover Aquaman tells him not to worry and grab all the mops they can. He'll take care of the rest. Shortly after, they have at least a dozen mops and buckets but the two men are confused. Aquaman agrees that they only have two hands apiece, but his friends have a lot more. Suddenly, several octopi start coming aboard, use all their limbs to grab several mops and scrubbing brushes. Here's where we get our quote of the issue. Do it again! After seeing the octopi scrub the deck, one man asks, this sure is one for the books. Say, who are you anyway, Aquaman? Without missing a beat, he replies, do I look like Aquaman? Then they completely drop the matter when they realize the deck is scrub, but it's also soapy, which Octopi can't rinse. Aquaman makes another signal and six whales come in to blast water out of their blowholes to rinse the deck. However, when Freems arrives, he doesn't believe that the three of them could have finished the job so soon. They must have had help from the whole crew. Before the group can dispute this, another member comes in to tell Freems that the dishwashing machine had broken. The crew is worried that with all these dirty dishes, when they get to shore and get inspected by the Admiral, they'll be disgraced. Freems disagrees since it'll be cleaned by hand, which shouldn't be a difficult task for people that apparently got a crew's work done in such a short amount of time. Once Freems leaves again, one man complains that they'll never get them all clean in time. Aquaman waves it off, saying that they'll have the best kitchen detail in the world. This time, he gets a chute made of eels to send the plates down fathoms underwater, where there is a layer of warm Gulfstream water to clean the plates. Dumbfounded, one of the men asks if he's kidding, and Aquaman dives into the water, saying, Stay put, and you'll find out. Once he's fathoms below, we find sea sponges moving back and forth across the plates, and Aquaman thinks about how great a job they're doing at cleaning the dishes. In a few minutes, the octopi are throwing the clean dishes to the octopus on board who catches them and stacks them into piles that the seamen can carry. When Freems gets there, he's astonished to see the job done and demands an explanation on how it got done. Before Aquaman can explain, they notice a storm blowing up in the window. They make their way to the bridge and see an old deserted wreckage that they'll hit soon. Acting fast and confusing Freems, Aquaman dives into the water. As a wreckage draws near, Aquaman surfaces and some swordfish punch holes in the hull, sinking it. The men praise him and Frames just can't believe it. The next problem is 
giant waves that are going to make them late. Aquaman re-dives, and while riding Tapo, summons several whales to form a living breakwater on the sides of the destroyer. Per Freem's explanation, it's now calm around the ship and rough beyond. So it sort of encapsulated it, so they have this barrier and the water around them is nice and calm, where beyond the barrier is where it's crazy. When they make it to their destination, it's a press event. Admiral Hanley remarks that Aquaman did join the Navy. As he announces this, Freem's explodes. I, I should have known. Yes, you should have. After the cameras are off, the Admiral compliments the cleanliness of the ship and Freem's remarks how they've been getting some pretty good help lately and winks to Aquaman who smirks at him. The end. After the break, we'll go over some thoughts and feelings about the issue. Wait a minute. That was no joke. Somebody tried to kill me. That or we're not paying Mr. Slippery enough. Holy Neptune's trident. This has to be the work of the Legion of Doom. Hey, there's an echo inside my head. Echo. 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 Uh, you okay, Aquaman? Echo. Echo. What? Oh, no, no problem. At first glance, I thought this would be Navy propaganda, but after reading it, that's like what they were creating in-universe at the end of the issue with that TV broadcast. In real life, I don't think so. For me, it's hard to say that this is propaganda. I think the normal sailors should have saved Aquaman from something, so some specific skill they teach in the Navy, and Aquaman asks, how were you able to do this thing, or who taught you? His answer could have been, well, I learned this from being in the Navy, and any one of us could have done the same. They all laugh, join the Navy, the end. Yvonne Netanyahu. It's funny how quickly they start thinking, I think this guy that can talk to or manipulate sea life must be Aquaman, but even quicker just stop asking. Later on, Freems never questions it, and at the very end admits, oh right, I probably should have known. I mean, yeah, he, when he was summoning whales and swordfish, it could have raised some Aquaman-shaped questions. That said, there wasn't even a moment where Aquaman wasn't in control. It was another fun, low-stakes issue. Adventure of the Week issues can be fun, and I can't wait to see what other zany situations Aquaman can get himself into. Maybe next time it won't be one where he can so easily overcome it. Some adversity does add to a story. What do you think? Did you read the comic? Let's continue the discussion on social media and the YouTube VOD. You can find me at Thunder on Twitter and at Team underscore Thunder on YouTube. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to and want a broader look at DC Comics, check out Dawn of Pod, a Dawn of DC podcast on Spotify, and anywhere you can find podcasts. Mandrame out. Whoo, man. Glad that stopped before things got worse.